Hey everybody, it's Will here from NEO. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Tea Podcast. In the last episode, we did a little trip to Japan. Um, it was our first couple of days in Tokyo. Uh, we didn't visit any farms in Tokyo. We just kind of went to a few uh, really nice, high quality tea tasting shops, tea houses, tea salons, things like that. Um, so if you want to check out the last uh, episode, go ahead and do that. Um, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the first of the farm visits while we were in Japan earlier this year. And um, the first farm on our list was called Henta Seicha. So it's a farmer, Mr. Henta, that produces these beautiful um, either blended cultivar teas or single cultivar teas. Um, and he's way down in the south of Japan, so in the area of Kagoshima. So this is going to be a flight. We, we go to the airport in Tokyo, uh, Narita, and then we take a, maybe a two-hour flight down to Kyushu. So um, Japan may seem like a small country, but to go across uh, or most of the way across would definitely make more sense to fly. Um, so there are four main islands of Japan. There's, uh, there's Hokkaido, which is the north, the very cold island to the north. Um, then there's Honshu, which is the main island where Tokyo, Kyoto, um, Osaka, uh, Hiroshima are. And um, then there's Shikoku, which is slightly south of uh, Honshu. It's connected by some bridges. And then there's Kyushu, which is also connected by a bridge, I believe. And that's that goes the furthest south. And then there's a string of islands um, that go off of there. One of those is Yakushima Island, which we'll talk about later. Um, but for right now, we're in the main south island of Kyushu. We fly into Kagoshima Airport. Um, it was actually kind of funny. As soon as we got there, there's this little uh, kind of hot spring outside the airport. So um, if you've gotten through a rough day of travel, you can kind of go out there and hang out, maybe read a book and, and dip your feet into this really nice kind of hot spring. Um, I just thought that was a nice touch. And uh, we rented a car um, in Kagoshima, car rental place, very close to the airport. Oliver was trying very hard to uh, to inspect it because he didn't want to have to pay for any of the extra uh, scratches on the car when we went and turned it in. Um, so if you want to see more of that, there's there's some funny stuff like that in our uh, documentary on YouTube if you want to check that out. Um, but what we did was as soon as we got the car, we just took it to a, um, a little uh, tea shop in, in the city of Kagoshima. Um, and when we got there, uh, we were surprised to see that the tea field where the teas were grown was actually right outside. So you could drink tea in this tea shop and look at the view of the field where it was being grown. So we thought that was really cool. I've never seen anything like that before. Um, but it was definitely a really nice experience and we got to try a couple of different teas. It was a nice way to kind of, um, you know, just dive right into, uh, tea farming as soon as we landed, because, um, you know, our tea farm visit wasn't scheduled until the next day, but it was a good opportunity to, um, to check that out as soon as we landed, check out a tea farm, even though it was a very small tea field, and try a few different varieties of tea that we hadn't obviously tasted before. Um, and then we went to, I think it was a little sushi restaurant <laughs> as, soon as, we, as soon as we got into the hotel. 
Um, we were all really tired and we just needed to grab something quick and then go to bed because we were going to be up early uh, the next day. And um, the next day was a very foggy, a little bit rainy um, kind of morning. Uh, but it, it set the scene perfectly for this beautiful uh, natural field that we were about to experience. You could, um, you know, coming out, uh, we, were, we were spending a, th a th few days in Tokyo, um, which is obviously a very dense metropolis. Um, so it was just nice to be out in the field. Something about that um, heavy, moist air, um, you know, just hanging over in clouds, um, in the mountains with pine trees all around us. You could hear the birds chirping in the background. Really set a beautiful scene for our first tea farm visit. Um, and what was very clear at Henta was um, that even though it's a pretty relatively small field, um, I think maybe 10 hectares or, or so, maybe, maybe a little less, um, there was a huge variety of... Um, of cultivars. So a cultivar is a tea plant species. So um, Yabukita is the most common, but then you have Okumidori, which is kind of like a smooth, round. They use it for matcha a lot, sometimes for Gyokuro. Uh, that's more of a premium one. Uh, Saimidori, which is perhaps uh, one of the, the most premium, uh, typically re reserved for very high quality matcha um, or Gyokuro. Um, and then you have some other ones that we haven't really heard of or seen much of before, like Asanoka, uh, Atsu, uh, Asatsuyu, Asatsuyu um, and a couple of others that um, I'm kind of forgetting the names of right now. But um, it was a really great experience uh, because we're kind of in the intermediate to higher level, I guess I would say when it comes to tea, so we're still very much exploring uh, different, you know, subspecies of the tea plant and seeing how the flavor changes with each one. Uh, so that was a fun experience for us to learn more about the cultivars in, in a very small space. And um, what was an interesting takeaway is, so not only do these plants all taste different, but they all grow differently as well. So when it comes to tea, you're harvesting the buds, the very uh, top pickings of the tea plant. So these little light green tips that come out of the dark green bush. And um, you can see it very clearly, especially when it comes to uh, the harvest season, they start to grow um, really high off of the hedges, I guess you could call them, these uh, these bushes, these tea bushes. In Japan, they're, they're more bushes than trees. Um, so, depending on the type of cultivar or tea species, they'll grow different heights. So this factors into how they need to be picked. Uh, different cultivars, I guess, would need to be picked in slightly different ways. Um, there's also uh, a matter of the density of these buds. So certain cultivars grow really tightly together, the buds, and others are a little more spread out. So, you know, you can imagine um, farmers need to plan ahead when it comes to uh, this type of thing because they need to, I guess, estimate what kind of yield they would get per uh, square foot of their field, for example, um, how much tea would be produced. And they might want to go with one that uh, can produce more tea or, you know, maybe they, they take the risk and go for a more premium cultivar, um, something like that. 
Um, and then there's, you know, also the factor of how high are the buds actually growing that affects the yield. Um, so there's two, for example, that one didn't grow as densely, but it grew higher and one grew not as high, but it grew less densely. So they kind of evened them out. Um, this is really, really complicated. I, I wouldn't think that even I didn't think that even I didn't think tea was that complicated. Sorry. I just knocked over my tea mug there. Um, it's okay though. But anyways, um, we, we did a little tour of the fields. We got to do some tastings of, again, these um, single cultivar and uh, blended cultivar teas. And we really kind of got a feel for which ones we liked the most. Um, I don't really want to tell you which ones we personally liked the most because that's something I thought would be fun for everybody to kind of figure out on their own. I don't want to sway anybody's decision. But um, what we ended up taking back from Hentasecha was the single cultivar um, sencha's. So now on our store, we have the Henta Sencha, which is a blend of all eight of these um, cultivars that we studied when we were at the field. Um, and he's kind of like masterfully crafted them together to be a little bit sweet, a little bit savory, a little bit umami. Um, it's really an art that goes into perfectly blending these cultivars together. So they produce one standout tea. Um, so all the work's kind of done for you in a way, I guess you could say, um, if you want to get the Henta Sencha, which is the blend of all eight of these cultivars in kind of like, according to Mr. Henta, the perfect ratio. But if you want to experience all these teas individually and decide which um, cultivar you like the most, uh, we've kind of controlled the other variables so you can see um, how each cultivar tastes. And this is kind of good for people that are on the intermediate level. Uh, maybe you've been drinking Japanese green tea for about a year or so, and you really want to explore, um, okay, how does Okumidori taste compared to Saimidori? Um, this is a good opportunity for you to do that. Um, we just thought it'd be fun to bring back three single cultivar teas so you could compare them with one another. Um, so we have the Asanoka, which is very unique than the other two. It's probably the driest of the three. So if you like a dry sencha, um, a little bit of this astringency, just a tiny bit. Um, and that's got a little bit of a cereal note to it, which is very unique um, and unique to the Asanoka cultivar. Then we have the Okumidori, which is probably the mildest of the three. So um, if you're a beginner and you don't want this really powerful, um, grassy or vegetal flavor of these Japanese teas, uh, I would go for the Okumidori. It's definitely the most mild. It's kind of creamy, a little bit sweet, um, a little bit fruity as well. It's very, very nice. Um, and then Saimidori is the final one. This is the sweetest, the most umami. Um, it's kind of very close to a Gyokuro. So if you're a Gyokuro fan, I would predict that this is going to be your favorite because it's just very, very sweet. The liqueur is very dense. Uh, it's very umami. Uh, definitely has the most power of the three of them. Um, but, you know, they're just three very, very different teas. So if you want to check those out, um, you can go to neotees.com and just kind of browse the samples that we have here. Um, if you're looking, you, you know, maybe you want to try the Asanoka or the Okamidori, or maybe you just want to try all three and compare them, see which one you like the most. You're welcome to do that. Um, so we just kind of 
We wrapped up our, our first farmer visit. It was pretty successful. We found a lot of cool new teas to bring back and share with everybody. Um, so, you know, the trip's off to a really good start and uh, I'm looking forward to sharing the rest of it with you guys next time.